Yes, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the fourth episode of the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will give you our thoughts on the first two rounds of the 2022 NFL Draft. There's a lot to go over. So rather than spend four hours on tonight's show, in the coming weeks, we will go into more detail about the draft that was and give our thoughts on how we think things went. First, though, Kevin, we had a couple bits of news to go over. One, Tyron Matthew signing to New Orleans. Uh, I kind of wanted him for my Eagles, but it makes a lot of sense for them. What do you think? Well, it makes sense for them. Uh, they didn't really need the help. It's sort of overkill since they were the second-ranked secondary in the league last year. I still don't understand why the Chiefs were so hell-bent on letting him go. As, as you and I both know, the salary cap is essentially fictional. Everybody pushes money down the road. It's frustrating, actually, but it is what it is. So why did they let him go? He's the soul of that defense. He's still solid. He's, what, 30? Isn't he just 30, 31? I think, I think he might just be 30. Early 30s, I believe, yeah. Okay. 31, 32, I think. Okay. Still a monster. I, I don't understand it. It makes very little sense to me. It makes sense for the states. It just solidifies something that was already a strength. Well, and especially with his $11 million salary. And ironically, you talking about the um, the fictitious salary cap we have. He goes to the Saints, which of all teams prove to us that the salary cap is just made up and, and not real. Uh, but I just looked, he's 29, so even younger. Yeah, I thought I saw today he's turning 30. And that's saying, you know, in the offseason, I get pretty deep into the salary cap stuff. You know, that's sort of my thing that I, I really enjoy looking at that. And the Saints are always in salary cap purgatory. But it well, just they lost, doesn't matter. They lost Malcolm Jenkins, so they needed someone to fit in there. Um, good grief. What I mean, what a signing for them. They got to be. I don't know how he even made it this far. I, I, that must have been on him. He must have just wanted to wait and just chill, make sure he goes, wait till after the draft, make sure you're going to a team that you're still definitely the man. You're the, still the guy starting. That's the only thing I can think. Uh, that's him. And uh, another guy we want to talk about is your boy, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Gets all hopped up on some PETs. He suspended six games to start the season. It's not good for the Cardinals. It is not. Just in the whole classic story, it gets so old. He doesn't know how it happened. It was magical. It might have been a leprechaun. It could have been a gnome. It could have been a fairy. Maybe Santa Claus himself had something to do with it. It's just so annoying because you can say that because the NFL can say nothing. The only way the NFL can ever say anything about it is if the player comes out first and says what they tested positive for how they think they got it, but they actually have to say it first. And then the NFL is allowed to rebut. So the NFL can't say a word unless he actually admits to it. And so the, well, he, the one thing I'll give him is he pulled his appeal pretty quickly. So he's basically quickly. like, okay, very yeah, quickly. all right, let's just, right. let's just serve the six games and get it over with. That's it. And if there's anything else we know about the whole situation, the teams are notified early. This apparently happened some time ago. What, December? November, so, so makes, long there. Oh, I didn't know it was that long ago. Oh, it was a long, yeah, it was some time ago. And so oh. they've known all along, and they, boy, great job keeping it secret. But we know now that 
why'd that big trade go down? Well, this right. is why. And he's already, I, you know, I adore him. And, I, and especially in the fantasy world, he was like my savior. But even last year, he was useless. He went in early second round a lot of leagues. In my league, he went for an enormous amount of money and just did nothing. So let me ask you before we, before we move on to the draft, what do you think this does to his fantasy value? How far does he drop? Like, you, I mean, last year, tail end of the first in some drafts, not many. Definitely second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins last year. How far does he fall? Taking into account his his play was tailing off, his production not as great, and the fact that you don't have him for six games. Well, I mean, yeah, he's you're you're going to have some yokels that still take him probably early third, thinking, oh well. Well, you know they will. You know you will. Just the name recognition. They'll 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 uh, I guess quantify that by well I'm. I got all these other guys. I'll... Okay, so quickly, you and I, we play fantasy the way it should be played. We play for the playoffs from the beginning. You make it through the regular season. You play for the playoffs. So there will be people to take him early to have him for the playoffs. Smart. In my estimation, a league that we're in with Richard, I wouldn't take him till late fourth, mid-fifth. In my league, I wouldn't spend more than 30 bucks on him, but he'll probably still go for 60 I have a feeling I'm I'm not going to draft him anywhere, and I'm just going to try to build my roster to where I have something that that owner is going to need. Maybe he, he maybe he loses a running back uh, due to injury or receiver by week, you know, three or four. He needs somebody to get in there, and then maybe I can scoop him up after I already have a couple wins under my belt, and I don't need him at the time. Um, that's probably going to be my strategy. I try to take. Well, let me ask you this then, champion. He's still sitting there, and uh, you have the final pick of the sixth round. You're telling me you're just going to say, eh, I'm not even bothering. Well, you were throwing out fourth and fifth round. That's here. what we're I was saying, but I know how you are sometimes. You get these guys in your head that there's no way you're touching them. But then next thing you know, Mike Evans is sitting in your lap. So tell me where you would finally, where would the cutoff be that you feel so you'd be forced to take him? Now, this is a way too early conversation. Well, but sitting here, sitting here right now, if he's sitting there end of sixth, seventh, I probably would hop on him because by then, with how I normally draft, and every year is different, but uh, I'm not going to have a QB yet. I'm not going to have a tight end yet, so I'm going to be stacked with running backs and receivers. He'll probably be my wide receiver four uh, by then, so so I would be comfortable with that. Cool. Someday, well, one of these podcasts, we'll have to give the Todd Heap story. Okay. See if you would have a tight end by round seven <laughs> or pick one. All right. Fake mock draft. <laughs> I wasn't even there. Anyway, <laughs> on to the 2022 NFL draft. There were a couple of news, a couple of little tidbits from it. There were 262 players drafted. There were record nine first round trades, followed by three more in the first five picks of the second round. There was a record 15 Georgia players drafted, including five of those guys in the first round. Probably should have been six, but uh, a hellacious fall by one of the guys, which I'm sure we'll talk about. A record nine teams had multiple first-round picks. The previous record was six. Ten teams didn't have a pick at all in the first round because the Jets had three. Two big-time wide receivers were traded. We talked about Hollywood Brown, also A.J. Brown. There was a historical fall for quarterbacks. I love that Roger Goodell is fully embracing the bad guy role. And the, the most fascinating tidbit for me 
is that Tom Brady was drafted on April 16th of the year 2000. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted Logan Hall, who was born April 22nd of 2000. So Tom Brady has been in the NFL longer than his now teammate Logan Hall has been alive. And that is incredible. It's very incredible. I, I what, what can you say? Tom Brady anymore. He's just the outlier. He's the anomaly. He's the goat. He's the everything you want to name. That's what he is. Uh, it, you just can't bet against the guy. He's been doing it for the last 15 years here. He still is. Guys in the league that weren't even alive when he started playing. That's, you, I mean, that's absurd. It's really odd. It, it's in any sport ever. Has there ever been a guy? There's been, there's some play forever, like hockey, some things like that, like your Bobby Orr's that played forever, but they had the longevity, but they didn't have the skill set still there. This guy, still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, you don't know any year. He could easily lead the league in, in, in touchdowns next year. It wouldn't surprise right. me. All right. So I'm going to run down, I'm going to run through the top 10 picks and I'm going to do it in sets of 10, 10, 10, and then 12. And then as I go through, get done 10. Let's get uh, your take on some of these, all right? Okay. So pick number one overall, the Jaguars took Trayvon Walker at two. The Lions took Aiden Hutchinson. Texans took Derek Stinley at three. Jets went Sauce Gardner, your guy. Giants took Kayvon Thibodeau, not my guy. Panthers took Icky Ekwanu. Giants went Evan Neal. Falcons took the first wide receiver off the board with Drake London. The Seahawks got their tackle with Charles Cross. And the Jets came back in with their second top ten pick and got Garrett Wilson. Yes. I like that one, actually. Number one overall, let's all go there, Trayvon Walker. Boo. 100% agree with you. What, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm all for spark. I'm all for upside. But with the number one overall pick, with a guy like Hutchinson out there, just madness. <laughs> If only there was a player with a high ceiling and a really high floor that I could take a no brainer. Yeah. I can't miss It's Nothing's can't miss, but if there was a guy, it's Aiden Hutchinson, you take that guy at one Absolutely. And you sleep like a baby. There's no worries. There's no, what ifs there's no, Oh, he doesn't have this yet. He doesn't have that yet. Hutchinson's got it. And he went to, and the line dude, I told, I told my buddies, um, that as soon as Trayvon Walker's name got announced, I guarantee you, Dan Campbell, crushed a a beverage of his choice slammed the can on the ground and told someone to turn that card in absolutely you you they get the hometown guy Uh, he's from around detroit he goes to school at michigan now he gets to play there for a guy who just yeah it's just a marriage made in heaven you know you and i are big pro football focus guys you know, right off the bat, number one pick, Trayvon Walker, pick grade below average. Never cleared 75 as a PFF grading in college. Not once. 10% pressure rate. You know, part of it is their system, blah, blah, blah. The fact you got all these other guys on that defense. But I, I don't get it. What happened in that last, like, week, that buildup rate? When you're when you're Trayvon Walker and you got all those studs around you, you're you should get more pressure than most because there's pressure coming from everywhere. Should but didn't. This 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 has the potential to just blow up in their faces. Is there any team that you I mean that you would expect more for this to happen to? Of course not. It's the Jags. 
Uh, I, I I love when teams make stupid picks and then and then pay for them. Um, well, they look like fools, but I don't. I think I, I just don't like this. I agree. And you also don't like that the Texans took Derek Stingley over your boy Sauce Gardner. Foolishness. Why? What What does he have on them? Does he have like some terrible information that he's holding back? I mean, he has three year old Stingley has three year old film that's really good. He has great film for three years ago. Since then, yes. he hasn't had much film to show, and he's never on the field. Meanwhile, you got the sauce, who's just a monster. I saw another thing we had talked in a previous podcast about his numbers. He allowed uh, only 43% of the passes thrown his way had, were completed through his entire collegiate career. That's crazy. Never allowed more than 18 yards receiving in a game. Yeah, and the all-time NCAA best uh, – Pass a rating against. I I just don't understand, but it's what ifs. It's what ifs. I'm not a, I'm not a gambler, so I would have went with the much more sure thing, which in my eyes is Ahmad Gardner. Uh, Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau goes to the Giants at five. I could see him really balling out as a rookie and then really dropping off after that. Just one of those things where people have been questioning him, me included, especially me included questioning his love and passion for the game and then doing something to be like, ha I told you so, but we don't draft guys for their rookie year. We draft them for their careers. And I'm still don't believe he's going to have a great career, but I could see him balling out as a rookie. I've seen some people pick him as a rookie of the year. If that happened, I wouldn't be too surprised, but I would be very surprised if he was able to sustain that success. I mean, he's using the word brand. He's, he's already yeah. talking about his brand. How many other players that you hear Aiden Hutchinson, Talk about the Hutchinson brand. George Karloftis probably can't even spell the word brand. Well, that's that. Come on now. We're being ridiculous. Kevin, are we? <laughs> why, I, why, I saw, even, why would you even say that? What well, is that? What, listen, what kind of research did you get for this? Karloftis is one of my favorite players in the draft. When we get to him in the 20s, I'll talk more. I love him to death. He just doesn't seem like he's uh, – um, at the edge of at the cutting edge of what society is doing and Twitter and all of that stuff. He, he doesn't know. He can't about. spell. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, Kevin. <laughs> we, we, I may have been a bit facetious there, but let's go back. I know you are, but let's go back to that real quick. Uh, this is the first you and I have, have touched this. Why do you think Thibodeau would have a strong first season, but then fall apart? Could you go because I think fairly it's, deeper I, into that? Not fall apart, I, because I think it's in there. I've said he's very talented, and he has skills, and he could be there. But in order to do it, in order to have longevity in the league and be successful over time, it has to be burning within you. You have to have that pride and that passion for your play in the game okay. and bring it every single day. And I'm, I don't think he has that in it. But you feel I that for one year he will, but then he won't? I think that and he I'm not can. being condescending. I'm, I'm just trying to get to. I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. So anybody can do anything for a short period of time. Okay. I think he wants to put doubters to bed. He wants to to be successful. And once he is, okay, I did this. I'm good. Now I'll coast. And once the other teams get the tape on him, see how what to do, how right. to stop him, you feel as though he won't have the drive, the motivation, the heart to say, you know what, 
this isn't happening. I'm going to find some new technique. I'm going to improve my game. You think he's just going to be status quo and just sort of five sacks a year, a few pressures, be out of the league in 10 years. And especially in New York, uh, that's a, if you want to build your brand, that's a perfect it place is. to be. And, and he can, it, with a stud rookie year, I mean, his agent's probably telling him, hey, you go out here and you ball out. You're going to have all kinds of deals, endorsements. You want you want a recording label. You, you want to make music. Whatever you want to do, it can happen in a Big Apple, and it can happen quickly. It can also be a place where he just implodes very quickly because you don't get much leeway playing for the Giants or Jets. They're after you. You're, you're on the back page right from the start. He doesn't have three sacks in week one. Immediately, the question marks fly up. My thing uh, with him, though uh, – is why did they take him here? Oh, we forgot to mention too, he just started his own cryptocurrency. So again, just he's got too many things going on. You're right. Why did, they take when it comes to cryptocurrency. why did they take him here? Knowing full well the Panthers wouldn't. Why wouldn't you take at five the offensive lineman that you definitely wanted? Okay. I, I think they got him, take him at seven. Instead of taking him there and then being left with whichever one Carolina doesn't take. That's a question. During the draft, it didn't make a whole lot of sense from a logistical standpoint to do that. The only thing I can think of is they were worried if they, if they did not take Tavon there, that someone else may trade up with the Panthers. Cause it was no secret. The Panthers were wanting to move down. Right. Um, and they would have done it. And it's, I heard just today that uh, Scott Fitter, the, GM for the Panthers said once Sauce Gardner went at four and both corners were off the board, his phone stopped ringing. Mm-hmm. People were calling about trading up, thinking one of the cornerbacks might fall to six. And when they didn't, that was it. Nobody wanted anybody else. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously knowing that, then the Giants could have taken that route, but they may have been worried someone would trade up at six with the Panthers to get Cape on there. And they so the draft started at five, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then the Panthers, I mean, how lucky is this? They get whatever offensive tackle they want. They take Icky, who was the best on my board. Then the Giants keep that tackle uh, picks, to keep those tackle picks going. They take Evan Neal. The Falcons take that first receiver, Drake London, from USC. Um, I I thought he's not – he wasn't my number one receiver, but I thought Drake London would be the first one off the board, and he wasn't going to go before eight. So I think that was absolutely the ceiling for a receiver in this draft, no matter what. I got you. Yeah, I I think going with a receiver there was probably the right move for them. I didn't really necessarily think it was going to be London either. I don't think it's terrible. The guy's going to get thrown right into a starting role. He's going to have oh, a he's lot going of to get peppered with targets. That's for sure. That, there's no doubt. Mariota's throwing the ball. They have Kyle Pitts there, uh, which is great because Kyle Pitts is what six five or so, and Drake London's I think six three, six four. So they're going to have big targets there. Red zone, red zone, red zone. Oh, big time! I assume you uh, saw they dumped Mike Davis. Yes. Yep. Cut. Which, which, whenever we get one of our next couple weeks when we talk about our NFC drafts. That's definitely something I'm going to touch on with the Falcons. I think they did some pretty good things there. I love the Seahawks taking cross and the Jets taking Garrett Wilson. They need a playmaker for sure. Now I think they have uh, a very in- intriguing wide receiver trio with Corey Davis and uh, our guy from last year, Elijah Moore. And now um, Garrett Wilson, that's going to be very interesting. Zach Wilson, he's got what he needs. They also drafted Brees Hall, who we'll talk about in a little bit. 
So they got the, they got some studs. Yeah, no excuses for Zach Wilson now. If he right. if he doesn't turn the corner here, the 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 press is going to tear him apart in New York. Hundred percent. All right, now picks eleven through twenty. The Saints traded up. This is where things got crazy. Top ten, nobody moved, and then that was it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, every everything broke loose here. The the Saints traded up with the Commanders and took Chris Olave, the receiver out of Ohio State. The Lions jumped way up from picks. They gave up. I'll talk about them in a little bit, but they jumped way up. They gave up pick. Uh, they jumped up pick twelve to take Jamison Williams, another wide receiver. Then the Eagles hopped over the Ravens because everyone uh, assumed the Ravens were going to take Jordan Davis if he was there. So the, the Eagles made sure that didn't happen. Very reminiscent of in the second round a few years ago when all Dallas needed was a tight end, and they jumped right in front of Dallas to draft Dallas Goddard. Uh, just out of spite, it almost seemed like. And then the Ravens get, I think, the steal of the first round of Kyle Hamilton. The Texans, they trade up to take – or I'm sorry, they that was when they hopped with the Eagles. So they actually – that was when they fell back to Kenyon Green. Washington then takes Jahan Dotson, who I had mentioned on the show last week that he was going to go top 20. I still can't really believe he did. Chargers stay put, take Zion Johnson. Then we get – A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, the Titans are now picking at 18. They take Traylon Burks, basically just replacing A.J. Brown with a younger, cheaper A.J. Brown. Saints take Trevor Penning, the tackle they desperately needed at 19. I don't think any of anyone really fought him if they'd have jumped up and taken Penning at 11 just to make sure they got him. And then the Steelers come in with the first and only quarterback, and I think the first 74 picks, they take Kenny Pickett. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this one? The top 10, as we talk, for those of you that are listening, Bobby and I either Zoom, call, text throughout the entire first round every year. It's, it's a glorious thing. I love to listen or see his pain. It makes me feel good. It's 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 just a good it's feel good times for us. And the, the top ten was just sort of uneventful. I was annoyed that Sauce went fourth. We were a little surprised. Kayvon went at five. Uh, Drake London at eight. Didn't we got the receiver? Didn't get it. But eleven through twenty, craziness, craziness, craziness. We're just endless texting, endless calls. It was truly chaotic. And right away, and I, I posted this on Twitter, number 11, why do you trade up to 11 from 16 for a guy you could have just got at 16? I, I, I still don't get it. I'm not going to get it. Nothing they say is going to make sense to me. Uh, again, does this guy have something on them? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a Lave guy anyway, so I definitely don't get it. I know. I, I, re- I don't understand. At all, and then, number 11. And then for me, my most confusing pick, maybe of the draft, uh, was the Lions trading up on the very next pick for Jameson Williams because they, they gave – now, here's the deal. They gave up picks 32, 34, and 66. They got picks 12 and 46, which was odd that they also got pick 46 with it. Now, people were complaining that the Vikings got hosed, and they aren't wrong because if you take – the, the value of the picks, pick 12 is worth 1,200, pick 46 is worth uh, 440. So we got 1640 is the goal here. Well, if you take up the 32, 34, and 66 picks, 
you're only at 1410. So you're over 200 points in the hole. The Vikings are. So then well, the Lions got a steal here. They jumped up. This is going to be awesome. They take Jamison Williams. I mean, was this, was this like the opposite of a luxury pick where, you know, last year when the chiefs took Clyde Edwards, a layer it, or two years ago, whenever that was, it was a luxury pick. They don't need anyone. So they just took him and it ended up not working out, but they, they didn't have a, a lot of holes. So it was a quote luxury pick. Was this luxury because the Lions don't plan on winning and they could just take whoever they wanted. Even, Cause Jameis Williams, he's not going to be ready to ball out until no. I don't know, October, November. Cause he yes, tore his ACL. Right. Yep, so yep. he's not going to be an impact player right away. So I don't, I don't understand. And then if, if you're the Lions and you, you're picking second overall, okay, that means you had a tough season. Would you rather have Jamison Williams or would you rather have exactly who went and picks 32-34 where you were at, Lu- safety Lewis Seen and wide receiver Christian Watson? I, had, I thought Christian Watson was a better prospect at receiver than Jamison Williams anyway. I would much rather have Lewis Seen and Christian Watson. I, that's mind-blowing. I, I don't hate I, this as much as you do. I think they got a good return on that by getting that extra round two. Oh, yeah. That was nice. That was a nice little addition. You're right. He's definitely starting on pop. There's not a prayer he's ready to see. There's just not enough time. And even if there was, they're not going to chance it. Not with their, not with a first round pick. You know, they're going to, you could, you could make their own. He might not play this year. I think this is a luxury pick for the next year. I think they can build with this dude. Now the problem with the Lions is historically besides one guy, they don't have a whole lot of luck with first round receivers. So I certainly hope that, that, that he'll be you don't like a, Carlos Rogers, an exception, Williams. an exception to, to the rule. But I mean, if he hadn't torn his ACL, he was probably going to, he might've won the top five picks. Maybe, so, uh, maybe hey, I'm not saying he would, I'm saying there's the chance. But to get him at 12, I just don't think it's that bad. And then you still got good value later on. So who would you rather, him or Lewisine and Christian Watson? Yeah, that's a – it depends on the offense. It depends on the quarterback. Man, that's it, – it's the you know I love seeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd you probably take the two of them. Are... But, but to say – to sit here and say that that would have automatically happened if they had not Correct. done anything, that's not realistic. They could have ended up with trash. Um, well, not trash, but, you know, nothing of, of this level. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know. This is one of those ones that we got to see it play out, and they might look like freaking geniuses. They might look like fools. I, I want to think that the whole attitude, the whole culture of that team is changing and that they are going to start going in the right direction. I want to believe that. I think it's good for the whole NFL that oh, they are not so. just constantly in the cellar. I'm always rooting for the Lions, always. I'll, always, dude. They're NFL folklore. That's one of the teams that's been around since the beginning. I always I want them to do better, and I hope this helps. But you're right. It's not going to be the first half of the season. So I called the Eagles taking Jordan Davis in our mock draft episode last week. So I don't think we need to get into that too much. Um, but the Ravens right. taking Kyle Hamilton, man, that but, is a dream come true. But, but I could see the steam coming out of your ears through my phone. What do you mean we can't address that? It was glorious we, and wonderful. And as soon as they traded, we both knew who they were going to take. And oh, I'm pretty sure you texted me someone along the lines of, throwing your phone into a lake or doing something crazy 
when they took him. And then when they took him, and I had to sit, because for those of you listening, again, I'm about 20 seconds ahead of Bobby when we're watching the draft. So I had to just sit there and just hold in my exuberance. But that happened. But this happened, and I'm happy. I think it was a great pick. I appreciate really do. I appreciate you relishing in my pain. It's great. He's got the best bull rusher over the last 10 years to teach him to bull rush. He's he's a one trick pony. He plays For the now? run and, and may, right, maybe I don't like maybes. I don't like maybes. That's why I like Hutchinson over Walker. I don't like maybes. Okay. Well, well, hopefully it works out for you. Well, someone who's not a maybe is Kyle Hamilton, and I know you were very pleased with that pick. I was I, the the Godfathers were kicking at that point, and I was just loving life when that happened. I think, and it was a little bit later on when, when we get to their next pick. That if uh, wasn't it Jermaine Johnson was still on the board? Correct. Yeah, correct. And you wrote to me if if Jermaine John, if the Ravens took Jermaine Johnson at twenty five. <laughs> Because they already got Kyle Hamilton that you and I could not be friends anymore. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Because it was two of my favorite players in the draft going to you. It just, it wasn't right. And it's every year you just get so angry. Oh, dude. It, they're perfect picks. They're, I don't know that there's a better year-in, year-out drafting team than the Ravens. They Might they, be right. They draft for need, but it's also because the best players at that position and the players that they want are there anyway. It. Every single year it works out. The players just seem to fall to them. How on earth did Kyle Hamilton fall to 14? Seriously, how did, did is there any anywhere 40. on earth that had him dropping to 14? I mean, some, yeah, but I saw him maybe down 40. to like 10, but not 14. So, yeah, yeah we'll take it. Best so, uh, again, uh, PFF gave two only two elite grades for picks in the first round, and one of them was Kyle Hamilton. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Texas, Kenyon Green, I like. Jahan Dotson, again, Washington, dropping the ball, I think. It's great. Especially with Burks out there. The Chargers, a sneaky pick that I love, the Chargers taking Zion Johnson because yeah. he's, an, he's a great football player. He's, got a, he's motivated. He loves the game. And they're protecting Justin Herbert. And, that I mean, this is an, a fantastic pick, I think. They're going to score and 45 then, points a game. They, they might. They <laughs> it's might. Just light. It's just – yeah. The rich getting richer. That's right. Anything else? Any? I mean, AJ Brown. Every everyone, their mother's been talking about that trade. I like it, and I don't know. We'll, I got, we'll cover the, that more next week. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and the trade made sense. The way the draft compensation worked, it all added up almost identical. Uh, all right, so let's go twenty-one to thirty-two. The Chiefs took Trent McDuffie. The Packers took Quay Walker. This is my. My second most confusing pick of the round. I take Quay Walker over Devin Lloyd, even over his own teammate, Nakobe Dean. I don't get that pick from the Packers. Bills take Kyir Elam. I think we also called that in our mock draft. Cowboys jump the gun and take Tyler Smith. Probably could have waited around for him for a while. Ravens take another great pick. Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa. The Jets take Jermaine Johnson. I mean, what a fall. We were talking about him, maybe a top 10 pick. He drops all the way to 26. And I was, I think I mentioned to you, I feel like, I feel like Robert Salah, the head coach of Jets, was sitting at the table. Someone's like, hey, uh, coach, I, I know it's pick 25. I think Jermaine Johnson's out there. No way. There's no way he's still there. Holy crap. All right. Well, get on the horn here. Let's call somebody. Hop up in here. Take this fella. I have no idea how he fell that far. 
Devin Lloyd goes next to the Jaguars. Same deal with them. They hop up in there and take a top 10, 15 talent at worst, and they get him at 27. Devontae Wyatt, the Packers take Devontae Wyatt, uh, 28. Snub a wide receiver in the first round yet again. That was pretty exciting. Patriots take Cole Strange. No one ever heard of his name before. Uh, not really, but definitely not many folks thought he'd be a first-round pick. Chiefs take Karloftis, which we talked about. The Bengals take Daxton Hill. And the, the Vikings, after trading back with the Lions, they take Lewis Seen. Yes, sir. So, McDuffie, McDuffie makes sense. The Chiefs jumped up a little yes, bit. To take absolutely. I'm, I'm fine with that. Easily the, the best one left at that point, yes. Him and Elam. I, I had them neck and neck, but Quay Walker. Quay Walker, PFF rated poor. I, I watched his film, and not only did he not excite me, I kept watching the other guys. I like I, my, my eyes kept – I had to force myself to stay on Walker for the entire play because other dudes were catching my attention. Yeah, it was uh... – as a head scratcher, and I'm I actually am not punning here. I'm just scratching my head. It was uh, we didn't get it. We didn't get at it all. It was I, I I don't know how to really even expand on it. it uh, <laughs> I, I did okay. Mid, all right, fair most, enough. Most the had him going in the mid second. I I, yeah. I don't know what they know that that, that everybody else doesn't, but. Apparently something. Yeah. Well, the Bills saying Kair Elam, uh, I know a lot of the fantasy um, influence in your, in you and, and me. We wanted the Brees Hall to go here, the yes. Kenneth Walker, but I think Kair Elam is, you know, you want to win football games. You line him up across from Davis White. That's that's a pretty sweet combo. Tyler Smith, he was a reach for you for the Cowboys there, right? Now, listen, that, the, the next tackle, he's probably the next, the next best tackle, and there was a big drop-off until – um, until him, really, but maybe they see him a little higher than than we did, and they were worried if they didn't take him there, they weren't going to get a tackle at all. Yeah, and, and that could be. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't really at any point expect that. I, it just sort of came out of left field with and with all of the chaos that was going on, and then that happened. It's like I, th- I think the word we used when I texted you was uninspiring. Agreed. Not a horrible pick. I didn't think it was a bad pick. Just started right from the Cowboys who like to make, again, like the Raiders, the draft into this spectacle. And they did something like that. It just uninspired. Well, speaking of the Raiders, I, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, but two, th- three years ago, I think, is when they had three first-round picks. It was Josh Jacobs, it was Cleland Farrell, and Jonathan Abram, I think, were their top three. All None of them. Yep. Got the fifth year option. None of them. So that None. just shows you how terrible they were. Not a single one of your third round picks you hit a home run on. Or I'm sorry, not a single one of your three first round picks you hit a home run on. No, wow. two of them, I'm with you. But Jacobs, the He's more you read and look into it, it's about because they're going to run that whole New England style offense where you've got four awesome. running backs. You're just interchanging every game. And there's no reason to pay somebody that much. Just let him walk and replace him with a nobody. But I wasn't extremely impressed with Josh Jacobs anyway. Uh, it's, I, I don't think his yards per carry. Uh, he's just a guy. He's and just he was, a guy. But, but well, nothing. You and I were annoyed a lot at the way Gruden used him. He didn't exactly set him up for for success. I saw last year with uh, what's the name head coach. He was the number six back the last six weeks of the season in fantasy. 
Now that doesn't always mean he was great on the field. It just means he put up a lot of fantasy points, but his back was sort of out. Right, more of a work workhorse. He actually let him catch some passes, gave the Less guy a chance instead of this prudent foolishness. But I don't know. I, I can understand why they didn't do it. It makes sense. That's, that's what you get for Iron John Gruden. Yeah, that was um, stupid. And then the Ravens with Linderbaum, he's the best PFF graded center to come out in ever. Very long, ever. ever. I know it was a long time. Yeah. Last year, he set the single season record for the highest graded center in the single season ever. There's, I don't know if there's something wrong with Jermaine Johnson that I still haven't heard. At least we finally heard why Nicobe yeah. Dean fell in the third round. Uh, some phantom injury, apparently a pec strain, but he's going to be full go next week yeah. at rookie camp. So Makes I don't understand that. I know we'll get into that more but later, but uh, Jermaine Johnson, what a great player there. Jaguars, Devin Lloyd. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, Devin Lloyd is my pick uh, to be the defensive rookie of the year. I know we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to go ahead and, and spoil it because I, I I love this pick. He fell farther than he needed to, farther than he should have. He's a tackle machine. The defense is going to run through him. They're going to be playing from behind a lot, so their offense isn't that great. So he's going to be on the field a lot to have more opportunities to make plays. And, I mean, as far as tackles go, that AFC South, they love running the football. The, mm. the Texans go out of their way to run the football, even when they shouldn't. And then the Colts have Jonathan Taylor and the Titans have Derrick Henry. So they're going to be, he is, he, he's going to get 200 tackles. I mean, this guy's set up for success. Imagine if a team earlier had picked Aiden Hutchinson to go along with him. Wow, what a start to your new defense. Mm. What a mm. start. It's almost as though he was available when they mm. had their first pick. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame he wasn't. Yeah, it's very odd. I don't know how it all fell like this, but, uh, boy, that would have been one heck of a one-two punch. And I hope we're wrong on uh, Trayvon Walker. I really hope, I hope he dominated. Sure, I, I hope all these guys are great. Yeah, but, uh, man, I – Wow, what a one-two punch that would have been to just right off the bat say, okay, guys, we're the new defense in this division. We're taking over. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Wyatt, I don't think we need to talk much about him. Cole Strange, everyone is talking about the, the Patriots and how they reach for this guy. And um, the Rams are having their press conference, and Sean McVay's like, what? Cole Strange? I guess we wasted our time thinking he'd be there for us at 104. Now, he has since – Apologize to Cole Strange and the Patriots. Well, and he should. We know, I, I can understand the Strange, not the Patriots, but the Strange, because it was pretty messed up. But look, I, I don't know how I feel about Bill Belichick. Does he get a pass because of how fantastic his teams have been, or are we thinking he's he's getting a little little kooky and a little old, and he's, long he's, in the tooth, and making some mistakes? I don't know. He's been swinging and missing a lot lately. And this is this is again my thing with this. It was a need. I get it. He's a good player, obviously. But, like, PFF had him ranked as their 86th player on their big board. So you could have got this guy in the middle of the third round. Why are Probably. you taking him with your number one overall pick with everything that was still left? If you've got a guy, I'm a huge – especially, I mean, we're talking fantasy football when I'm making a draft. If I have a guy, I'll take him two rounds earlier than he should go. That being said, this isn't fantasy. I know, and I'm not sure how many teams this was their guy. 
I don't think it was. And okay, even if you don't want to wait that long, okay, I get it. Somebody might slip in. But two full rounds, you could have, you could have traded back a full round, built even more draft capital, and still got him at pick 53. Yeah. Why, why so early? I, I don't know. But that does lead us to one of my favorite picks of the draft. We yeah, talked about that. Yeah, taking George Karloftis. I, I don't know. We were talking, and I, you saw him walk. He got drafted. He got up, and he walked out. He was wearing the same suit that two weeks ago he wore to a wedding, that a week before he wore to a funeral, and now he was wearing it to the draft. It looked like a $100 suit from J.C. Penney's. He looked like he got his hair cut by his mom in his kitchen. And I think all of it is awesome because this guy doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about brands. He doesn't care about what car. I bet he drives a Ford Pinto. He just wants to get on the football field and play football. It's just, it, it oozes out of him. You look at this guy, oh man, he has to play football. And he does. And he doesn't want to do anything else with his life. And he's so dedicated. I love it. And he's going to the Chiefs who needed a pass rusher. And he's going to get, he's going to get, a ton of chances to tee off on opposing quarterbacks because they're going to be playing with a lead. And it's going to be like the Colts with Terrence Mathis and um, uh, who was their other pass rusher? It was Mathis on one side and Dwight Freeney on the other. Oh, and yeah. Manning would get leads and they'd just be like, go get that QB fellas. And they racked up literally hundreds of sacks to those guys. I mean, Karloftis is, he was my, if I, I was going back and forth between him and Lloyd as my defensive rookie of the year, because I think he can make it happen. You know, in our mock, we had him going to the Eagles and we mentioned how he's like a man's man. He's a man of the people. He's a blue collar dude. Yeah. Kansas city, same as Philly blue collar place. They are going to love this dude. He's going to wreak havoc in that division and they're going to need it because I know we'll talk about this more when we get to the FC, but maybe the most stacked group of quarterbacks in league history in that division for, for one division. It's sickening. Uh, we're going to have to run through the second round pretty quickly. All right. Gotcha. So I'm going to run through all the picks and then just brief couple, couple thoughts here and there. Buccaneers take Logan Hall, who I love Packers take Christian Watson. Thank God. And Roger gets his receiver Titans take cornerback, Roger McCreary jets take Brees Hall. And this was interesting. I'll get back to this one in a minute. Texans take Jalen Petrie, safety from Baylor, who I absolutely love. Love that pick. Falcons take Arnold Evichetti. Awesome pick there. Uh, Bears take cornerback Kyler Gordon. Seahawks back-to-back picks of Boye Mafe and Kenneth Walker. A little confusing there. Vikings take Andrew Booth, who fell big time. Giants take Wandell Robinson. So they basically drafted Cardarius Tony two years in a row. Hmm. Texans take John Mechie, Ravens, David Ajabo. Here we go again. Awesome player. They don't need Glorious. right now, but it's going to be great. I hate it and I love it. Lions take Josh Paschal, defensive end from Kentucky. Washington takes Fedarian Mathis. Didn't see that name pop up too many times in mock drafts. Jaquan Brisker to the Bears. Alante Taylor, defensive back to the Saints. Patriots take Tyquan Thornton, a wide receiver, which they need. Not sure they needed that one, although that dude can fly. Okay. Eagles take Cam Jurgens, offensive lineman. He's a center. Steelers take George Pickens. I know you hated that because you hate the Steelers and you love Pickens. I love the Colts pick. Take- I hate the Steelers. Okay. Colts take Alec Pierce, which is interesting because now they got they have Michael Pittman, who's 6'4". Alec Pierce is 6'3". Alec Pierce runs a 4'3", 940, I think it was. 
That is an interesting pairing they have there. Matt Ryan's got to be pumped. Chiefs take Sky Moore, the most perfect match matchup. Him and, and Kyle Hamilton to the Raiders. Sky Moore to the Chiefs is a match made in heaven. Cardinals take Trey McBride, first tight end. Cowboys take Sam Williams. Buccaneers take Luke Gadecki, offensive lineman. Falcons take your guy Troy Anderson, linebacker. Love that pick. Vikings take Ed Ingram. Cam Taylor Britt, cornerback to the Bengals. Niners take Drake Jackson. Brian Cook to the Chiefs, safety from Cincinnati. James Cook to the Bills, running back. And Nick Benito, a linebacker to the Broncos to end out the second round. Ooh, that's a lot. A um, couple of things. James Cook, the Bills already came out and said James Cook is a third down back. Absolutely. We've discussed that before, how much it must suck going into the draft, yeah. knowing no matter how yeah. good you are, you are typecast. This is what you will be. Suck it up, Buttercup, because you got 12 years of it coming. And honestly, those were the three running backs, right? There are three running backs taken in the second, I believe. Him, Kenneth Walker was very confusing to the Seahawks. And Brees Hall was very confusing to the Jets. Um, yes. I mean, we we both like Michael Carter. I thought he played well last year. I thought he deserved a shot to, to see what he can take or see what he can get there and be successful. But uh, they say he's too little. They want him to play third down. Michael Carter, I don't, I don't really get it either. Plus, they got about five other backs that all played last year. It definitely well, we sounded like they had bigger needs right there than running back. Well, last year, pick 35, Denver, who did not need a running back, took Javante Williams. This year, the Jets did it at 36. So we saw this exact same thing play yeah, out last Javante year. Javante Williams, he's dreamy. I'd like to touch on, touch on Christian Watson real quick. Obviously, yeah. Green Bay knew that something that th this was going to work out and they're going to get him his man. I And, you know, we both, I think he's your two, my three at wide receiver. It's just uh, he ended up at my three. Your three. Okay. Then maybe he was my four. I had him one behind you. But I noticed some some things. They have all these guys that went in, say, the first two, three rounds is the highest drop rate in, in college, 12.7% of his uh, drops. You know who was number one, though? Who the best was of all these guys? Who had the best hands? Yeah. Jahan Dotson. George Pickens, 2.1%. Guess who's wow. two? Somebody that I'm going to be bringing up again in a little bit. Mr. Sky Moore, 3.3%. Love him. The guy, Kathy um, says, has enormous hands that don't fit on a 5'9 human being. He's got like Michael Jordan mitts on a 5'9 frame. Well, he made he made some catches, buddy. No, oh, he, he made a, he made a one-hander. Is there a better know. fit for any player on no. any team than him in this draft? Kevin, who who is your pick for offensive rookie of the year? Sky Moore. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Down in the second round, uh, he is going to be so open at Kansas City offense. And besides Travis Kelsey, he's the guy. Who are they throwing to? I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. Here's a question I got for you being a Philly guy. Where did it all go wrong for Andy Reid in Philly? Because he's been in about, what, about the same amount of time in each now. But in Philly, it became so stale, so stagnant, just wasn't working. But in KC, it's like he can evolve with everything, like keep his general tenets of everything. But he's able to just year after year now. Was it just the luck of falling into Patrick Mahomes? Though it wasn't luck. They traded up to get him. Or is he no. just, has he evolved? I'm going to give you three names. Freddie Mitchell, James Thrash, Todd Pinkston. Those are all names of number one receivers that Donovan McNabb and the Eagles had. He completely, like the Eagles ignored the linebacker position until N'Kobe Dean fell to him this year. He completely ignored the wide receiver position. Um 
Now they ended up getting T.O., and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl, right? That was the year they finally got over the hump, and T.O. played on a broken ankle, right? Sure it is. Yeah, so he completely ignored that position. Then he goes to Kansas City, and they end up taking a late-round pick. Tyreek Hill was late, wasn't he? Oh, uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think late. Third round, well, second or third okay. round, I think. Okay, so mid-round, sure. Mid-round pick on Tyreek Hill. He ends up being one of the best wide receivers in a game. Then you go out and you get Travis Kelsey, who he always had pretty good tight ends in Philly, not Kelsey good. Um, but I, I really think not having any wide receivers, any go-to guys that you could definitely count on in the crunch when you needed it, you needed a big play, not having that I think really hurt it. And he never had to worry about that in Kansas City. You think it was that, that simple? They were there. They are championship games. They needed one little piece. It's not like they had big – yeah, but I mean more towards the end when it just – he completely had fell, fallen out of favor and the whole – everything was just staying. You know, Philly's a tough market, yeah. And I think he was like, look, we've had this guy and he's been really good and we love him. And even when he left, most people still loved him. I, yeah, I love him still. Upset. Yeah, some people were upset. Yeah, but it's like we got to do – we got to change something. We got to do something. I'm a something firm believer in that. No matter how good things are, eventually need a new voice. It's just there's such a stark – contrast now with equal time where the Philly thing just fell apart but now it seems that he can just adjust on the fly and just make all these things happen because all of a sudden he looks like a freaking genius for that Tyreek Hill trade yeah and we and we all I mean we learn as we grow right and just because you know it's been he's been out there for what a decade we're all learning maybe more more than that and you're you're right Tyreek was round five he was a little later than I thought I thought he was third for some reason all right. Any other things you want to hit on? Quickly through there, some of the names that we saw. I know. I think a big underrated pick is Cam Jurgens in Philly. I know we were just talking about Philly, but Je- Jason Kelsey, the center, has been all pro center, has been talking about retiring for years. It every year. And Jurgens is going to step right in here, buddy. Jason Kelsey ought to come out and said, I love this guy. So Jurgens was really, really talented. Um, I you could argue behind Linderbaum, he might be the best center. I think he is. I think he's the next highest rated. Um, Pickens, boy, did they add some speed. They added even more speed later on. Calvin Austin, buddy. Yeah, he can catch. He can, he can do everything. There's no route he can't run. There's a that's a great team having Omar Epps as your head coach. That's one guy that's going to rein him in and say, "This is the way we do it here. If you don't like it, you will not be here long." Yes. My fear, though, is the Steelers, as much as they produce these hard-nosed teams, they also love to produce wide receiver divas. Is he the next one? I I don't know. Uh, I hope not. For his sake, I hope not. I hope not, too. But he's got the personality for it, and he's going to the right team. Uh, So, yeah, Troy Anderson to the Falcons, another one. We touched on him. The guy's a monster. He might be throwing some passes this year. We don't know. They might throw him in uh, instead of Patterson. They'll put him in at one first and go with the one to run it in the red zone. Uh, I'll tell you what's interesting is that the Falcons went and drafted Troy Anderson, who was a running back and became a linebacker. And they also drafted um, Algier from BYU, who was a linebacker and became a running back. There you go. And you skipped a level, though, with Troy. Running back, quarterback. starting quarterback, <laughs> the linebacker. I think he was. I think he was the offensive player of the year in the FCS when he was a quarterback. I, he might have been. 
sickening. The guy's just sickening. I was watching some of his tape again the other day, and it's 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 just like going to the carnival. It's just amazing. I just want to sit there with some popcorn, some cotton candy, throwing back some strawberry crush, and just loving life. It's just so fun watching the dude play. He's a man amongst boys. It's it's great. Uh, and then anybody else? No, nah, that's good. The, the, I mean, there's a lot, of, but yeah, we're we're running a little time. We'd like to mention that Mr. John Mechie went to a school here, St. James, in uh, Hagerstown, right, Maryland, right. where we're from. Yep, Hagerstown, Maryland. John Mechie, get it done, buddy. Good luck, my friend. Uh, but all, although he did go to uh, to the Texans, so mm. that's. Hey, you know what's great about the Texans draft? Um, and I'm really impressed that, that they had one of the best drafts in the whole in the <laughs> whole league. I think because they definitely every pick they made was for a team need. So I'm with you, but is Davis Mills the answer? You can't get away with not having a quarterback in the league anymore. But w- w- when you have as many holes as they had, you can't really have a bad draft. No, they had. Well, you could just pick crappy players. They need a lot of the question marks. No, I think they hit it really well. Good for the future. Um, you got to have somebody right. to sling the ball around. Last thing, did you pick? Did you say your? We both said our offensive rookie of the year was Sky Moore. My pick was Devin Lloyd for defense. Did you say who your defensive rookie of the year pick was? I'm going with the easy choice, Aiden Hutchinson, because I think he's going to go there and be a tone setter. He is going to wreck the offenses. It's just going to be frightening. If I had an outlier, it'd be uh, Karloftis. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So our okay. He'd be he'd be an out he'd definitely be an outlier, but I just love Washington play. He's going to get lots of opportunities because that's a pass happy division. Although all of them have amazing running backs too. Well, not the Raiders here, but it's like the most complete division ever. It's crazy. I'd like to just see a whole season of them just be enough of playing themselves. That you're really going to beat up on each other, that's for sure. Or play rotating quarterbacks every four weeks. You know, they just get yeah. there. Before Kevin gets too off the rails, I like to end the show. <laughs> it's been nice. Uh, do you have anything else worthwhile, or are we just going to rant on weird things? I like to rant on weird things. It's, it's my forte. All right. Do me a favor and hold your breath for about 30 seconds. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Get Your Bell Rung football podcast. Our tunes tonight are by Flatline. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. Make sure you check us out on Spotify. Follow us so that you get the notification every time a new episode like this one comes out. Next week, we'll be doing um, probably NFC teams for the draft, how we feel about them, uh, be able to get into a little more detail. And then following that uh, will be the AFC team. So make sure you stick with us. Check that stuff out. We'll see you all later. Thanks. Later on.